you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Season with Peter Schrager is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the season with Peter Schrager. Uh, we are now a week away from the NFL draft. I put my first NFL draft out on uh, Tuesday morning. Got a ton of responses from the league, uh, meaning that I tried shaking things up. I put uh, Hendon Hooker going 11. I had the Colts and the Texans doing a rare interdivision trade. I had all sorts of crazy stuff happening. And really, my goal was to be as accurate as possible with the first mock draft, but that's impossible because the teams don't even know what they're doing yet. But it was to start getting conversations going with teams. Um, I think Seattle at five is fascinating. I think there's a very good chance that both Anthony Richardson and Jalen Carter are both going to be available at five. I think they are both very high up on the board. Fascinated to see what Seattle does at five. Stroud to Houston is a big topic right now. Is it a smokescreen that they're not interested in Stroud, that I've heard that quite a bit, or is that just them trying to take the scent off things, or is that D'Amico Ryans, who is a defensive coach who comes from the 49ers, who have not relied on a quarterback uh, to lead them the last few years? It's been Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy and Trey Lance, and they've been having quite a bit of success, and it wasn't because of the quarterback position. It's because of all the other positions of strength, and because you can draft a guy like Bosa, second overall, and have Debo Samuel uh, as a second-round pick, and you go right down the line. And I wonder if if the Stroud stuff is, you know what, we'll roll with Davis Mills, or we'll use a quarterback uh, in the second round or at the 12th pick, or maybe we trade back from 12 and get another quarterback at the end of the first round, whatever it is. I think Houston is fascinating. Um, ton of vitriol in my timeline and also on my text from people around the league who I trust being like, there would be no chance in hell that Houston would ever trade the two pick to the Colts because God forbid they pass on CJ Stroud and he's amazing. And that happens all the time. Look like, you know, how many teams passed on Mahomes and Trubisky was the bears quarterback. And you heard about that and Oh my God. But imagine facing CJ Stroud twice a year knowing you passed on him and you gave the pick to the interdivision team. So I think that's probably right. I'll adjust it as we go. But I had to shake the tree a little bit. I had to do a little bit of that to get some things uh, going with conversations. I had Jonathan Mingo going to the Saints late in the draft. I think 29th was where they pick. And the response around the league was like, how the hell do you have Mingo going in the first round? And Damn you for having Mingo going in the first round. More, meaning that you know a lot of teams were hoping to see if he would still be there in the second round, or maybe a uh, a, a team wanted to take him and trade back into the first round. I think Jonathan Mingo, if I was to do over under, uh, based on the response I got, I would say under the fifty uh, overall. And right now he's being discussed the third round pick, so fifty would mean he's at the start of the second round, whatever it is you know, 15 picks into the second round. I think he'll go in that range based on the response I got there. Uh, Bears fans, not thrilled that I had them going with Christian Gonzalez over the local product, Devin Weatherspoon, or over a offensive line 
um, pick. I, I just feel like Christian Gonzalez, the top 10 pick, and I feel like the Bears are going to be looking at him and they might be taking him to add him to their already young, stout uh, defensive backfield. I love this stuff. I love all the responses. The Will Levis thing is is a, 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 it's a mind bender for me because I've also heard if Stroud's off the board, he's the guy for Indianapolis. So that means he can go as high as fourth overall. I mean, that means that he can go fourth overall. When I say I heard it, it's not from Chris Ballard, the GM. That's from someone in the agent community who is basically a third or fourth line of, uh, you know, you're doing the Kevin Bacon exercise where it's the connections to a team. It's just everyone is talking. And it's, you know, I got multiple phone calls yesterday and me picking up the phone and the phone call being, hey, let's just talk about your mock draft, which I love. And that's from GMs around the league. So that was a... uh, ball of clay a lot of it was being thrown a little bit at the wall but it comes with good information and then we hope to really chisel it down um, as we get towards next week today's podcast is an annual tradition for me it's before i even had a podcast we did this on zoom and we aired it on the nfl network and then for years i would come on the move the six podcast it is a uh, thing that I want to call, what's up, Doc? Can we mock? And that's an old food. Uh, that was an old Fushnikin song that Shaq was. What's up, Doc? Can we rock? Uh, this one is going to be, what's up, Doc? Can we mock? And it's with my guy Daniel Jeremiah. I think he's the premier draft expert in the world. It's him and Mel Kiper, and then it's everybody else. I love this guy. Um, I think he's incredible. If you don't know Daniel, his background is a. Uh, he was a scout for many years. I believe it was Baltimore, Cleveland, and then he got into. Uh, to the TV game. Started his own thing. Started his own Twitter feed called at Move the Sticks. And I was turned on to him by Adam Shine, who you now see. Adam Shine! Um, Shine works for CBS and WFM, but Shine would tweet at him. And I was turned on to him by, I guess, like 2012, 2013. Eventually started doing stuff for the NFL Network. And I'll put him up against anybody. He's a great dude. We have a great friendship. We've gotten to know each other really well, know our families really well. Um, and I trust his stuff more than anyone. So what we're going to do is this. One of us is going to take the odd numbers. The other one's going to take the even numbers. We're going to rip through a mock draft, and it's almost like speed chess. We're going to have 30 seconds on the clock, maybe a little more. Maybe we can digest some of these picks if something's shocking. And uh, he comes at it with a, a view of the scout perspective, but also he's plugged in, trust me. DJ's plugged in. He might play it like, I'm just. this is just my big board. He's plugged in. And I'm coming at it as, here's what I think makes sense for that team. Uh, we'll get Daniel Jeremiah on on the pod in about a second. Um, until then, get your mock boards out. Get your big boards out. Put yourself on the clock. I want you to play along with us. How would you do it if you were in these shoes? If you're listening on a treadmill, if you're listening on a commute, if you're listening uh, before you go to bed, hopefully you stay up for long enough for this, play along with us. Put yourselves in the shoes of these teams. And then when it's all done, Aaron... Aaron Wong Kaufman is on the mics. Aaron, we'll, we'll have a, a chance to digest all of it. We'll be able to go through it. One through 31, you're keeping track, right? Oh, yeah. I got it all set up for us. All right, beautiful. We might give you an opportunity. We might pick a random team, and Aaron, you can draft for him and just set this oh, thing man. going. Okay. Right? So just, <laughs> just throw in your favorite. Put, put Hendon Hooker number three overall, and let's just have fun. Um, let's get it going. Daniel Jeremiah, what's up, Doc? Can we mock? Let's go. As I said in the introduction, uh, I love no draft expert more than this guy, and he also happens to be a great friend. And uh, this is an annual tradition. Daniel Jeremiah, a.k.a. Move the Sticks, welcome to the season with Peter Schrager. What's going on, buddy? 
Uh, all is great. We were on a show called Mock Draft Live yesterday on the NFL Network, and you were very civil, very kind. And then I was watching some other show that they had you on, Path to the Draft, and the hosts and LaDainian Tomlinson and Matthew Judon are all tearing my, 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 my mock draft apart. But you, as a good friend, you had my back on a couple of these things. I just want to say I appreciate you. You don't throw me right down the river, which I love. No, I, you know, come on, dude. Uh, and I would if it sucked. I mean, I'm, I'm a good friend, but I'm honest. And it, it was, uh, it, to me, I always look at mock drafts like thought exercises and they're good, they're good scenario uh, driven pieces in that, okay, well, you know, you can say this is never going to happen, but you've, you're assuming A, B, and C. So if this thing changes, your whole thing's out the window. So you gave us some new scenarios and possibilities, which I think is great. Real quick, off the top of this thing, I want to give you just two topics and then just we'll, we'll bat them around because I feel like they're becoming more and more uh, a conversation piece. Houston at two, the latest as we record this midweek before the draft. Like, what, what are you hearing at Houston at two? I mean, the, it went from being whispers about them not taking Stroud. Um, we, you know, I think we're all on the same page that Bryce is going to go one. And, and if that happens, then a long thought that Stroud would go. And then when I heard the whispers previously, I thought, I'm not buying it. They have to take a quarterback. They have to. And then now it's like not a whisper, it's deafening. And it's from everybody you talk to around the league. Like nobody thinks they're going to do it. Nobody thinks they're going to take Stroud. You list out a bunch of the reasons uh, on your, on your pod. We did on TV yesterday, but that's what I'm hearing. I mean, the only thing that I would say is I talked to one person yesterday who brought up the great point, And I, I do believe this, that if, 99 of the 100 people involved in this whole process and in, in the Houston organization say don't take Stroud and the one of them that does is the owner it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what Nick wants to do it doesn't matter what D'Amico wants to do if the owner says guys we're taking a quarterback you're taking a quarterback yep the other team is the Colts I, I said in the intro to this thing the biggest response I got from the Colts was that you know not from the people in the building was they're taking quarterback no matter what and if it's not Stroud Will Levis is the name that keeps on coming up. And I don't have a team for Levis outside of the Colts, but here I am saying Levis is going to go after Hendon Hooker in my first mock draft, and he might go in the top four. I've had, I've had, there's a lot of people, and not just one, there's a lot of people that believe if all three of those guys are there when the Colts pick at four, that they'll take Levis over Stroud. Over Stroud? I was thinking over, over Richardson. Okay, over no, Stroud. I, I have okay. people that think that they have Levis as, as their guy and they would take him. So, yeah. If that happens, if that happens, all everything's going to break loose, man. Yeah. Yeah, and you mentioned the owner in Houston. I don't think any owner has more leverage over coach, GM, fan base right now than Jim Irsay. And as much as you want to say his daughters might be transitioning into leadership roles and you might say, okay, well, Chris Ballard, I feel like this is like, you know, the owner is going to have a very large voice in this. And if he fell in love with Levis, well, then Will Levis it is. Yeah. So we'll see. It's going to be fascinating, buddy. What are we, uh, what are we doing here? Are we rocking and rolling? Okay. So here's how it works. Yeah. So Aaron, you are going to do the honors. You're going to flip a coin. And because DJ is the visiting team, he's going to pick heads or tails. He will then be able to pick if he wants to be the odds or the evens in this mock draft exercise. Aaron, why don't you get that coin out? DJ, heads or tails? What are you calling? Uh, tails never fails. That's come on. It's obvious. Give it to me, Aaron. What do we got? We're flipping. It's tails. DJ, it's your pick. You want to go odds or evens? I mean, I'm going to go odds. I want the first pick, man. Okay. All right. Here we go. This is crazy. All right. So for the the listeners, we want you guys to listen along and do this in your own head, but also the rules. No trades. So no trades. So just straight up, Panthers are at number one. 
Who are you taking, Daniel Jeremiah? I'm going to take Bryce Young, first pick. He's, I think he's the best player in the draft. I think it's also who they are going to take. So it all marries up quite easily for me there with the first pick. All right. Number two overall, the Houston Texans. A bit of a shocker here. The Houston Texans are going to take Tyree Ty Wilson. This is the same like Trayvon Walker over Aiden Hutchinson type of selection. They're going with the athletic freak. We had him on Good Morning Football. Not a man of many words, to tell you that much. And yet he is an absolute freak show when he walks into the studio. 6'7", 6'6", 272. Says he can run a 4'4", 40. And uh, oh yeah, has an 86-inch wingspan. And I didn't realize this. DJ, you might know this. His defensive coordinator this past year um, was a defensive coordinator for Kayvon Thibodeau, but also Miles Garrett, Vaughn Miller. And I feel like this guy's been well coached. He's ready to go. Texas kid. He goes to the Houston Texans second overall. I know. I just wonder the only thing about that. And I I, I know there are teams that, are, that that feel this way. I like him. He's my fourth overall player. I've had him in the, my top 10 through the whole process. But can D'Amico go back? To, is Nick Saban allow him to come back into the building if he doesn't take the oh. Anderson? Right? Yeah, but D'Amico's an Alabama guy, right? This is this is the time of year is real quick. I'll give you this one. So Chris Kasurk, widely yeah. heard is the best defensive Legendary line coach in the NFL. Niners D line coach, yep. Niners D line coach. And everybody's like, Okay, well he he's gonna love Tyree Wilson. He fits what they do. Chris Kasurk went to Texas Tech. So that and then Chris <laughs> Kasurk and D'Amico Ryan's work together. So if you take that and this and that, I'm like yeah, D'Amico went to Alabama. Like, are we yeah. just gonna? So it's gonna be fascinating to see what they do. That's so good. Uh, Will Anderson, who we might take in the next week. I didn't realize this. Second most sacks and tackles for a loss in Alabama history, behind only Derek Thomas. Okay, third overall, the Arizona Cardinals, new GM, new head coach, and a uh, franchise that's going through some stuff right now. Who's to pick? Well, uh, I'm going to take Will Anderson. I'll, I'll remove the suspense there. Uh, to me, I think that we're not, you know, we've established we're not doing trades here. But mm-hmm. of anybody that should be motivated to trade up or trade down in this draft, to me, the Cardinals trading down should be the most motivated mm-hmm. team. I don't know where you are, Pete, but to me, they're the worst roster in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not picking first, but they are the worst in terms of where they're at from a roster standpoint. There is a lot of needs, and one player as great as, as Will Anderson is, as much as I love him, they need a lot more. Let me ask you, is there a player or a team that you think, let's start with players. Is there a player, say that goes that way, Young, Wilson, is there a player that is worth trading up for that you like, like Stroud had all this early buzz at the top, like is someone going to be trading up for CJ Stroud? Is someone going to be trading up to get, uh, well, I don't know. That's the problem. So like, I think they would love to trade back, but they're not going to do it for 60 cents on a dollar. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, I think, um, you know, I keep an eye on the Raiders maybe as a wild card, but I don't know. I, I feel like the Raiders have a pretty – they have a lot of veterans, man. They still – I mean, I just have a hard time thinking they want to break one in right now just see what they can get out of Jimmy for the next few years and, and try and make a run at it. All right. So interesting. So, so far we got Bryce Young, Tyree Wilson, and Will Anderson. I don't see any mock drafts doing that, and that's just one, two, three. Colts, in the spirit of our conversation, for the sake of mixing this thing up, they will shock the world, and maybe by the time it's Thursday, it's not. Will Levis, quarterback, Kentucky, fourth overall to the Indianapolis Colts. Mm -hmm. And I I don't think it's crazy. It would not surprise me at all. Um, You can connect the dots there with with him. I know he was a a Manning camp guy. I know Peyton still... You know, I know Peyton still carries weight in that organization. I could, I could see this happening, um, and that will send some shock waves. Send some shock waves out there. 
So now we Seattle is fifth on the clock where now I think the draft is like it's now it's way up in the air, right? It's wild. And I I think that Seattle, it was almost like they were going out of their way. All the pictures with all the quarterbacks is almost it's over the top. It was almost too much. I I equate it to a teen who is constantly sending their parents pictures of them at a place that you think they're at when you're like, okay, you sent me the one picture from you at the library, but like, this is the fourth one. I'm beginning to think you might not be at the library. Um, I think you said on, on total access, like Bible study. Yeah. yeah, sure, yeah, Bible yeah. Study. You sent me 11 photos of you at Bible study. Yeah. So it's, it's just too much. So I actually, I think they would love to have got those two defensive players that are now off the board. Yeah. I think this puts them a little bit in scramble mode. Um, and I think when they look at it and you stack up what's there, I, I think at this point in time, while they weren't planning on quarterback, I don't think they were planning on Stroud being there. So I'm going to go with CJ Stroud here with the Seahawks. Wow. Wow. Love it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. CJ Stroud goes fifth to the Seattle Seahawks, which brings up the Detroit Lions at six. Um, something to note, they have character guys up and down that roster, and Chris Spielman is all about character, and Brad Holmes comes from the Rams, who they do things with character. And like, I'm not saying Jalen Carter has a giant red flag as a character because of the stuff that he's gone through over the last few months, but there are questions about his makeup, about his off-the-field stuff, about his history. I wonder if he's on Detroit's board. I have him going to the Lions in my mock draft. I'm going to go back to that pick. I'm going to give Jalen Carter to the Detroit Lions and just say, at the end of the day, you put him in a good environment. You put him next to Aiden Hutchinson, and you give him Aaron Glenn and Dan Campbell, and this guy's going to flourish. Jalen Carter goes sixth to the Detroit Lions. Okay. Yeah, he's a great player. There's no question about that, and I've had a tough time pegging him. There seems to be sentiment that, teams I've talked to do not expect Seattle. I thought Seattle would be in play with Jalen Carter. The stuff I've got back was the Malik McDowell experience in Seattle mm-hmm. could have soured them on, mm-hmm. on taking a chance here. So we'll, we'll see. Interesting. Um, all right. The Raiders at seven. Um, if you look at the new England Patriots secondary, it's kind of shocking. Mm-hmm. You, I don't think people realize this, but Bill Belichick has played with a lot of undersized corners recently. Look at Jack yeah. Jones, what he's done there. Um, they have played with smaller guys that have instincts, toughness, and awareness. And if you look at that guy in this draft, it's Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. Mm-hmm. And the Raiders mm-hmm. have needs, but to me, I think it's corner. Um, I think it's between him and Gonzalez. Gonzalez gives you all the size. Uh, Witherspoon, I think, is a better football player, and they need somebody that can take the ball away. I had I had the number here. Where is it? The Raiders last year. Uh, dead last in takeaways. So get somebody yeah. to take the football away. I like it. Falcons at eight. Wow. You know, the Falcons fan base is pretty loud on Twitter. I had them um, going Nolan Smith in my mock draft. I might mm-hmm. give him there, but Skaronsky sitting there now at eight is intriguing. You know, uh, they've got a good offensive line. They brought back two guys with, with new deals. Skaronsky gets a lot of love. Northwestern guy. You know what? Eighth overall, I will give them 
Peter Skaronsky at a Northwestern. Okay. I have not seen offensive line a lot of places to the Falcons, but I think they continue to build up on that offense and uh, they address the defense in a million ways over the offseason. Okay, so we go Peter Skaronsky there. Um, that puts me on the board here with the Bears at nine. Um, all right, this is going to be an interesting one here. Um, <laughs> I can go on. I can go in some different directions with the Bears. I know somebody told me don't sleep on Bijan with them either. By the way, <laughs> I love Bijan. Um, who's their starting? Who's their starting running back? Khalil Herbert right now. I don't know, I mean, man. That could be a major upgrade. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, well, they bought they brought over um, Dante oh, they, Foreman. They brought, uh, Deontay Foreman. Yeah, they got Foreman. Oh yeah, okay. Right. Another Texas so, guy. So, gosh, that's that's fun. That's that's intriguing. Oh gosh, this is this is my hardest one. This team last year, by the way, last defensively, last in points per game, uh, third down sacks and sacks, or third downs and sacks. They're they're the worst. They're terrible rushing <laughs> passers. So I know they've brought in a lot of D linemen. They've made an investment there. Oh, gosh, I don't know. I was, I was going to take Skaronsky. You took him right in front of me. Yeah. Um, I, I might just go and say they're going to try and get a big, clean player, and I'll give him the corner. I'll give him Gonzalez. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. You can't go wrong with that pick, Christian. I just, I Gonzalez. think it's, I think they I think that the Bijan thing is, is even though they've got some backs they can line up and play with, they don't have anybody like him. So that would be one I wouldn't sleep on with them. But I'll give him a corner. Yeah, I think we agree that at ten. Um, you know, Drew Rosenhaus is on HBO this week, and he's talking about having a team that's that's told him Jalen Carr's going to go there. Now, look, we t- I took him with Detroit. If he doesn't go to Detroit, this is a landing spot that a lot of people have. The Eagles go in there. He's off the board. There's a lot of good inside guys, a lot of good offensive linemen here that are still on the board, but I think this is the year the Eagles break the trend, and for the first time since the 1980s, they take a running back. I'll go Bijan Robinson, 10th overall to the Eagles. Giving you, I'm clapping for you right now because I've been lobbying for this, and it's I, you know, I've worked in that personnel department for two years. I know their thoughts on running backs, and they don't do it. I think this is a different year. <laughs> I don't know where we talked about this on TV that they kicked around. We don't need to expound on it, but to me, I just think it's them and the Niners. It's a, it's really a two team conference right now, and that's one thing the Niners have that they don't. I mean, they don't have Christian McCaffrey's a difference maker. The Lions didn't. I mean, yeah. I think the, did the Niners lose after he got there until they lost all the quarterbacks against the Eagles? No, I don't think, think they lost the game. I think they lost. They might have lost the first game that they played, and then I think they got blown out by the Chiefs. And then from that point on, they like won every game. Yeah. So I, I like that one. All right, I've got the Titans at eleven. Hey, real uh, quick, what's your comp? Yeah. What's your comp for Bijan Robinson? I've been saying Saquon on air, and people are like, I go no, back. No, no, no. I go Who's back your- old school, Adrian James. Yeah, that's a good one. That's really so, good. I don't. I mean, he actually. I mean, just the way he kind of he moves around, sideways, all that stuff. Yeah, he kind of looks like LT. But I just, I just yeah. uh, being around LT, like I, I can't, I can't. Put too him much in reverence. That. I can't. Yeah, I just I can't. I have too much reverence for LT. I can't do it. But I know. Um, I know. All right, we get to the Tennessee Titans here. Uh, all right, Tennessee Titans. This is a team that's offensively challenged, to say the least. So we're sitting here right now. They've got Anthony Richardson still on the board. So we're in a situation now where we've got a little bit of a free fall here, Pete. Um, yep. Richardson and uh, we also have Hooker still on the board if you're talking about the five quarterbacks. Yeah. So I'm going to go over my Titans note here. 
still need there on the offensive line. Uh, God, wide out wise, I just don't think they have any firepower. So even though he's my second receiver, I'm going to give him Jackson Smith and Jigba here and take okay. a wide out off the board. They just need some more punch. They need some more firepower offensively. Uh, so I'll go in that direction, see if him, him and Traylon Burks can get them going a little bit. All right. Now, look, if the Texans pass on Stroud and Levis and Richardson at two, if Richardson's sitting there at 12, do they say, well, it wasn't in our plan to take quarterback. We had a very strict plan here, and we were going to go defense and maybe whatever else at 12 go offensive line. But gosh, Richardson sitting there at 12. And then it's like, we've been waiting all these years to take a quarterback. Do we want to take the fourth one off the board? That's a real tough decision. Or do you just go offensive line, defense, build up your team, get a wide receiver here? Ah, uh, crap. I'm going to say Anthony Richardson, 12 to the Texans. I, I don't think they planned on taking him too. And then here he is at 12. And maybe your future plans of Caleb Wilson or whoever else you might have think can get there next year are just out the window and you go Anthony Richardson right here. Okay. Anthony Richardson off the board. Now we get to the New York Jets. Gosh, Jets could go in a lot of different areas. Everybody always, I, I always uh, kick around the idea of them taking a defensive lineman, and yeah. then they go, "That's the deepest position on our team. They're never, they would never do that." Blah 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 blah. I'm like, well, "Do you know their background? Do you know Joe's background? Do you know what they believe?" And just in? give me Joe and Sala. I mean, yes, and look, yeah, exactly. And look at at where this team could be next year. Carl Lawson's probably not going to be there. Um, you look at uh, Huff is not going to be there. So you're gonna have yeah. to take a couple guys out of that mix, and it's like, okay, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't totally rule that out. Uh, but I, I still think they've been caught with offensive line depth issues. Makai Becton, as much as I love him when he's on the field, he hasn't been able to stay on the field. I think nope. they have to go offensive line here. Um, for me, this is again, this is not the order that I have them. This is where I'm, I'm going to say it, it goes, and I'll say Broderick Jones from Georgia. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Which brings up the Patriots at fourteen. Gosh. Patriots signed Juju, right? Yep, they've signed Juju, and there's another wide out there, too. Um, uh, with Juju, and oh, they brought in Gasicki as a tight end. And then, uh, yeah. They still, though, there's nobody on there. There's nobody in their receiving core that you go, like, that's a guy we have to game plan against. I know. I know. All right. Patriots. Patriots will go Paris Johnson. Offensive line, move him inside, move him at the tackle spot, put him at guard, whatever it is, just add to that offensive line. Um, they did Cole Strange last year. They get another one this year, and they continue to just beef up the line for whoever's going to be their long-term quarterback. Uh, hold on. Let me just uh, pull this up here to make sure I'm crossing them off the list here. So you're going Paris Johnson. Check him off. We've got – you know, this is one of these deals about this exercise where, you're, you know, I think you're probably the same as me. I've said Nolan Smith's going to go. Uh, he's not going to – He's not going to drop. Oh, and he's yeah. sitting here he's at 15, yet, and I know the Packers could look at other areas. Um, but to me, this gives him a fastball. Um, you know, I hope Rashawn Gary can stay healthy. Yeah, but dude, like I'm going to – I'm going to tell you something about that, the dropping and all that. Last year, Jermaine Johnson, yeah. everyone you spoke to in the world said he's going top 10. He's got to, the Jets are sitting there at 26. The year before that, Rashawn yeah. Slater will not escape the top 10. Well, it happens. He's sitting there at like, it happens. It really does happen. And and I don't want it to happen to Nolan Smith. It, it just as well could happen to Bijan or Peter Skaronsky or whoever. But like, this is how the draft goes. Other teams take other players. And suddenly the Packers, you didn't expect in a million years that Nolan Smith is going to be sitting there at 15. 
and you don't want to go just defense, defense, defense every year. No, but there he is. By all accounts, great, great dude too, uh, character wise, all that stuff off the charts. And it, they're collecting a lot of Georgia players. Uh, they went Wyatt and Quay Walker previously. Now they go back and dip into that well. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm going to take. Him Are here. you taking? I, I just thought you know with with Nolan Smith, somebody brought up a great example the other day, which was. Um, and I was talking to a GM about it and I was using the Hassan Reddit comp and he said, you know what? I think you can use him like the Cowboys, uh, use Micah Parsons, let him just kind of be that walk around blitzer. A lot of teams yeah. refer to it as a spinner and you can rush him, play him off the ball if you want, but I'm going to go there. Okay. All right. That's uh, all right. And then I, you know, you're looking at defense still here as I move to the commanders and they've, they're another team that's loaded on defense. And yet I've got Van Ness on the board, and you're like, do you just add another pass rusher? <laughs> um, right? Like yeah. They have all those guys on line. But you know what? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, I'm gonna go with another skill position. They, last year they got Dotson in the first round. I'm going to go with Dalton oh, Kincaid nice. out of Utah nice. as the 16th overall pick. I'm not convinced on their quarterback situation with Brissett and Howell, but there's not a quarterback. I don't think they're taking at 16 right there. That's going to be playing instead. So Dalton Kincaid. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go Darnell Wright, tackle Tennessee with the Steelers. So the Steelers, you know, if you're looking at those, that tier of tackles, this is the last one. You've got Broderick Jones is mm-hmm. gone. Paris Johnson's gone. Uh, this is the next one in line. And if you look at the corner position where I think they could look here as well, there's some good names on the board, but I think the tackle group falls off a cliff. So if you want to tackle in a corner, I think you have to take the tackle first and wait for the corner. Okay, smart. That was sort of what the Giants had the decision last year when they said, we can wait on Evan Neal, but Thibodeau is there now. We're going to take Thibodeau right here. And then Evan Neal was there when they were drafting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Lions, 18. Lions traded away Okuda. They added a lot on defensive back, and yet I'm looking at Joey Porter Jr. sitting there. Um, I believe it was you who said this, or Colleen Wolf yesterday, which was shocking. There has never been a Penn State defensive back round. selected in the first round. About that. That's a weird stat. Yeah. Um, and then yet I'm trying to think of Penn State defensive backs, and not many come to mind. So I guess it does make sense. Joey Porter Jr. will be my pick at 18, meaning that their two first-round picks are Jalen Carter and Joey Porter Jr. Pretty good. I feel like you're sliding Troy Apke, personally. Um, I feel like Troy Apke. <laughs> He's had a nice little career. Yeah. 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 All right, Tampa. Tampa's sitting here at 19. And I'm looking at Hedden Hooker as still being a possibility here. He's still out there. Um, man. Uh, but I think when you look at, at where things are and what's still left on the board, I think with Van S still being there, I think I'm going to lean in that mm. direction. Uh, I think it's a value, okay. value pick at this point in time. Give them another uh, another weapon they can deploy on that front. Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. Um, I love that kid. I love him as a talent. I don't know where he goes in the draft. I've heard someone tell me that, oh, you know, you took Nolan Smith in your mock when Van Ness was on the board. You know, Van Ness is over Smith on our board. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, it's it doesn't a good matter. Debate. Teams, teams are different. It's a good debate. Teams are different. Seahawks, they got fifth overall here. Um, you had the Seahawks taking CJ Stroud, which is awesome. Um, they're, <laughs> something they're, we, something we all Did predicted I, all these months ago, right? Right. It's so good. Um, Seahawks back on the board. And I'm going to go. Seattle. 
Seahawks, Seahawks. Oh man, the Seahawks are pretty loaded. You know, like it's just like it's this fun team where they actually, with all their draft picks yesterday, last year playing, they've got a lot of talent. Um, Seahawks, I will select. I'm debating between offensive line and pass rusher, and gosh. I'm going to go with Osiris Torrance out of Florida, the big guard. Yeah. Add another guy to block up the middle, and you've got your Kenneth Walker and all that stuff. But I did not have him in my first round in my mock draft. I have not heard him use many places. Um, second pick in top 20. Here we go. Osiris Torrance. Did not see that happen. All right. I, I like it. Um, that leaves me with the Chargers, right? So, yep. a lot of different ways they can go. Um, I'm going to go knowing full well what they already have in this position group and knowing that Mm -hmm. I don't know how long it's going to continue with Keenan and Mike together there. And I love Josh Palmer is a really good player, but I, 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 I've developed this thing called the Mahomes doctrine. Feel free to take it. But the Mahomes doctrine states that if you are in the AFC, it's no such thing as having too many weapons or too much offense. There's not enough. Love it. So I'm going to go Jordan. Ad- I'm going to go Jordan Addison to the Chargers here. Throw him in their receiver mix. Good pick. I hear that. You could also say you can never have enough pass rushers in the Mahomes world. I know, but I know they played on an ice rink. But even with all the pass rushers last year against the Chiefs, it ended up mattering. I mean, I know, I know. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Gosh, Ravens. Um... All right, here's one from left field. Didn't have him in my first round, and yet I love him, and everyone on the scouting community that I talk to say, well, he probably wouldn't be our pick, but you're, you didn't include him in your first round. Why not? Going with Emmanuel Forbes nice. out of Mississippi State. 165 pounds at the combine. Um, you slighted him. He was 166. Very, he was 166. 166. Yep. Beefed up, I believe, at his pro 170. Day, 170. Yep, big. Yep. Um, has Is there a body type like him? Samari Roll. In your recent memory? I was with Samari yeah. Roll with the Ravens. And, uh, and he worked, right? Yeah, he was great. So there's a couple Emmanuel of Emmanuel Forbes. He's a freak. He's got unbelievable ball skills. Um, another one, Fred Smoot had a similar body type back in the day. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, you're up with the Vikings and Hendon Hooker is on the board. Oh, no, Hendon Hooker is there. Um, oh, man. Where else I would potentially go here? Um, hmm. I like Hendon Hooker, but I almost I almost like the idea of me passing on to see um, yeah see what you can do. I mean, look at the rest of these teams. Like, there's not really a it's not really all this. Yeah, there there's one possibility still remaining. So I, I want to keep Hendon Hooker on the board for you because I want to see what else you uh, what else you have for me there <laughs> from an information standpoint. I'm going to be selfish. I'm going to look at the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to give the Minnesota Vikings Deontay Banks the corner from Maryland. Yep. Good player. 
I was going to go him or Forbes to the Ravens there. Yeah. I almost went Deontay Banks to the Chargers, too. I, I could make that case, too. That's about where he'll go. He's going to go in this range. He's, yeah. he's here. And the other guy who's going to go here, who I'm going to probably take with the Jaguars pick. Let me see if... You can take Brian Branch here. Right? I can already get inside your head. I already know what you're doing here. What are you doing? And that is exactly right. Brian Branch will be the pick for the Jaguars here. He's the perfect pick for this selection. Good placement. And you said it yesterday on the mock draft live. Could play nickel, could play inside, could play outside, and you know, just get a good football player here, mm-hmm. a leader, and a, maybe the hardest hitter in the entire draft. I like it. Um, Giants! Right. I am up with the G-men. I'm going to give them... Um, going to, I think I'm going to give them a weapon. I'm, this is an interesting one. I have this guy as my 31st overall player, and teams mm-hmm. are split. Some like him significantly better than that. Other teams are not as high on him. He's got inconsistent hands, but Quentin Johnson from TCU has yep. – he's just got an intriguing skill set. He's one of the few big receivers in this draft. He plays faster than he timed. Um, and so give the Giants another weapon here. So I put – Zay Flowers in my mock draft and Quentin Johnson was still on the board and multiple people around the league texted me and said, looking at it, like your, your order of your receivers might be off. Mm-hmm. If, if the giants who took Wandale Robinson last Little. year were to take Zay Flowers, that wouldn't make sense. You're looking to do a basketball team. Quentin Johnson makes more sense for the giants. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Cowboys, Cowboys, again, Colleen Wolf mentioned this on good morning football when she was filling in, like they have a really good track record in the first round. I think you want to, you know, poke at like the Cowboys for being this dramatic team. Like they pick solid players. They all end up playing roles that first year. Who would they take though? Let's see here. Who's on the board? Who do we got? All the big got, tackles are gone. Yeah, I got one sticking out on them of considering what they lost last in, in free agency. Got a franchise tight end that they locked, let walk away. Dalton Schultz is your franchise tight end? Yeah, they franchised him, so it makes him a – he was their franchise player. I guess you're right. Yeah, semantics over here, Peter. Come on. Sorry. Um, that's interesting because you've got not only the Georgia kid, Washington, you also have Michael Mayer from Notre Dame, and then you also have who I think is getting – the Iowa kid, Laporta. Is that yeah, he's name? a good player. He's getting, he's getting some buzz. But I'm going to go running back here. You also lost Zeke Elliott. I'm going to go – Jameer Gibbs, I'm going to give them the running back out of Alabama and say firepower. You can use them as a wide receiver at times in that kind of passing game. I'm going to say they need just talent on offense here. I'm going to say Jameer Gibbs running back out of Alabama to the Cowboys. Okay. I like it. Um, Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills. Um, I mean, I, I, I like the wide receiver here. Again, going back to my Mahomes doctrine uh, theory. I know Jack Campbell, linebacker from Iowa. I would not sleep on that here with what they lost in free agency. So no Tremaine Edmonds. Is it Jack Campbell to replace him? I'm gonna go. I want to get a new name in the mix here. So I'm gonna give you Matthew. Yeah. I'm gonna give you Matthew Bergeron. He's a tackle guard <laughs> from Syracuse that has a yes. lot of love on the streets for him. He's a good player. Um, I like him. I thought he's a second round guy, but I think because we have, you know, he's next in line. When you look at the uh, the linemen that are already gone, I think he's going to go up higher than people think. So let's let's get him on the board. Let's identify him. All right, he'll play guard for them. I'm going to do this. I love it, and I'm going to do the same thing with my next pick because I'm the Cincinnati Bengals. I believe I gave them a tight end in my mock draft. I'm going to change it up here. 
Uh, you probably have been talking about him a lot more than I have. I didn't have my first round, and I got multiple texts saying, you didn't include this player. Um, I'm going to go Anton Harrison hmm. out of Oklahoma. Offensive tackle. I know some teams have him in their top five at the position. Others say not in our top ten in the position. Yeah. I think I'm going to go offensive line, especially if – Jonah Williams is, the, is asking to be traded. I don't know what's going on with their offensive line. Bengals, they add another one. Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma. Yeah, it's interesting. There are. I, I'm probably in the lower camp on him, but I know he does have sponsors. And look, the Bengals just going to boomer sooner with the Orlando Brown and Anton Harrison as yeah. their bookends there. There you go. There you go. Um, all right, the Saints. Joe Mixon in the backfield. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, we get to the Saints here, Peter. I mean – now at this point in time, I wasn't even looking at the uh, I wasn't looking at the fact that this was an odd team and not an even team because I wanted you to have to make this decision. Uh, but here I am yeah. faced with it. What I'm doing a thing on the show tomorrow. What Mickey Loomis? I mean, they're the kind of team that they've hit so many guys that they also aren't scared to take the guy that no one else will. So what was it? Peyton Henderson? What was his name? The guy? Peyton? Oh yeah, Peyton or, Turner. Uh, Peyton Turner. Peyton Turner and Marcus Davenport a couple years ago trading up for like. They're one of those teams that Mickey takes his guides and he's like, I'll deal with the criticism. Just tr- I trust what I know. So go for it. Anything off the board with, with Mickey? Yeah, I was, gosh, I was looking to go kind of off the board here, but I think I'm going to, I'm going to go conservative. Um, oh, man. Let me just look at one more thing here to make sure that I'm not missing it. Um, all right, yeah, I'm just going to take mayor here. I'm just going to take yeah. the tight end. Give Derek Michael Carr mayor. a nice little security blanket. Yep. Notre Dame. Well, Notre Dame tight end. Just a good all around player. So I think he's one in a, in a draft where there's a lot of, of guys who don't fit the specs, undersized. There's, there's all these question marks. Like he might not ever be an elite, elite player, but he's going to be a good player. I feel like he's one of the few known quantities in this draft. Yeah. Yeah. You know who you loved, and I always think of when it comes to tight ends. You loved Hawkinson. That was your I did dude love coming out of college. I did yeah. love Hawkinson. You were right. He was great this year for the Vikings. You know, um, Eagles. <sighs> pass rush and offensive line. Pass rush and offensive line. I already went off the board with a running back and Bijan Robinson. Um, that's not what they usually do. I, Will McDonald the fourth will go out of Iowa State. Send him to Philly and. Mm-hmm. Uh, turn him loose let him fly you know people like him in the league i, I guess he's a first round pick if not he's early second so he's why not player. got a matt campbell uh nick sirianni connection there those guys are tight so we'll go there last pick oh. of the draft and there are a lot of guys left i know i i think i have no choice here i'm gonna take miles murphy miles murphy out of clemson yeah, he's my 22nd player. He's, uh, you know, he kind of fits that big, sturdy, rugged edge rusher. You think about Frank Clark, the, the type of guys they like to play with, Karloftis. Those guys are big, physical guys, and I think Murphy would fit that. So Frank Clark is gone, and now you just you throw him in there with Karloftis, and off you go. All right, so DJ, at the end there, we went Gibbs, Bergeron, Harrison, Meyer, McDonald, yes. Murphy. I'll recap the entire first round, but let me just give you some names Let's go to your top 50, some guys that names did not come up. Your 22nd-ranked player is Zay Flowers. We did not yep. select him in the first round of this draft. Um, let's Kalijah Cansey. Kalijah Cansey was not selected in this draft. Um, Banks was 25. Darnell Washington was not selected mm-hmm. in this draft. Cansey, you mentioned. Keon White out of Georgia Tech, not drafted in this draft. And uh, Brian Branch was. And then 
Felix and Enduke Uzama. Uzama. That was going to be my pick in that in my last in my final mock draft. What I got to do next week? He might be my pick for KC. So yeah, I, I like KC taking it taking one of these rugged edge rushers and somehow. But in the way we did it this time, you had Murphy there, so I was like, I was taking him. Yeah, I'm looking around. I'm looking at any are there any huge names that didn't get drafted? No, other than that, these Hendon Hooker. So Hooker doesn't get drafted yeah. if we do it this way. Um, mm-hmm. Would that shock you if he fell out of the first round? No, I mean, if you told me that Hendon Hooker was the 11th pick or Hendon Hooker went in the third round, I, that sounds crazy to say that, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked. It's a weird draft. It's a weird situation with him, age, injury, offense. Like, there's some questions there. I'll, I love the skill set. I love everything I've heard about him, and I can make a case to take him there, but I can also make a case of people saying there's just, you know, too, too many questions will wait. I believe there were 13 trades on day one last year does that sound like it's too much i think that's the stat i got 13 um so all of this could be moot but dj do you want do you have two seconds for me to just go through the entire draft real quick yeah, and then we'll just yeah, get out of here it. go for all right. it aaron i'm gonna just rattle them off all right panthers yeah. one bryce young two texans tyree wilson three cardinals will anderson four colts take will levis over cj stroud five seahawks CJ Stroud to the Seattle Seahawks. No one has that anywhere. That's why nope. we do this. Six, Lions, Jalen Carter. Seven, Raiders, Devin Witherspoon. Eight, Falcons, Peter Skaronsky. Nine, Bears, Christian Gonzalez. Ten, Eagles, Bijan Robinson. Eleven, Titans, Jackson Smith, Najibba. I always get it wrong. What is it? Najigba? Did I? In Jigba, in, in Jigba. You're, you're close. I hate myself. I feel like I'm just constant. Paper effort. Texans 12. I, no one has them taking a quarterback with that. Tw- I mean, Anthony no. Richardson, he's sitting there. I don't know if that's why you draft someone, but gosh, what do we do with Richardson? What do you, if he, f- I don't know where to put him. I don't, I don't like, I haven't talked to somebody that says, you know what? This team is a rich team. Like I've talked to a zillion people that say the Colts are a Levis team. I, I haven't talked to any, I just don't know where to put him. Gosh. 13 Jets, Broderick Jones. 14 Patriots, Paris Johnson. 15 Packers, Nolan Smith, another Georgia defender. You're right. They took two in the first round last year. 16 Commanders, Dalton Kincaid at a Utah tight end. 17 Steelers, Darnell Wright, offensive tackle at a Tennessee. Lions, Joey Porter Jr. at a Penn State. Buccaneers, Lucas Van Ness at a Iowa. Seahawks, I don't know what the hell I was doing here. Osiris Torrance, 20th overall. Fun stuff. Could it be? I don't know, right? Big guy? Who knows? Let's have some fun. Let's Let's do it. 21, Chargers, Jordan Addison, wide receiver at a USC. Ravens, 22, Emmanuel Forbes. Vikings, they go corner as well. Deontay Banks. Jaguars go corner as well. Brian Branch. Giants, Quentin Johnson, wide receiver, TCU. Cowboys, Jameer Gibbs, running back at Alabama. Bills, Matthew Bergeron, offensive lineman out of Syracuse. Bengals, Anton Harrison, offensive lineman out of Oklahoma. Saints, Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. Eagles, Will McDonald, the fourth out of Iowa State. And then Miles Murphy out of Clemson finishes out the first round going to the Chiefs. That's a first round, folks. That is a first round. 31 for 31. nailed it. Um, That was fun. It's good stuff, man. It's a good exercise. And again, I always I always tell people one of my pet peeves through this process is not specifically mock draft related, but is when when people can throw out this guy's a top he's a first round pick, this guy is a top fifty pick all day long. And it's like, well, if I add up all the guys that you've yeah. said are first round picks, 
Like there's not 45 of these guys going in the first round. So we got to stop saying all these guys are first round picks. When you do an exercise like this, you realize there's some really good players that aren't going to get picked in the first round. You know, in the NFL, I don't know, is it still Gil Brandt who does it? Like the NFL invites these guys and everyone assumes that the, like the, the rig is in. If they got invited to the draft and they're attending, they're going in the first round. That's not the case. <laughs> How many no. drafts do you have to be at where you realize there's usually five to six guys in that green room the next day who were not selected day one? Yeah, no, I, I, I always say there's probably four guys that get invited every year that, that if you be honest, they pack two suits. <laughs> All right, Daniel Jeremiah, so excited for your work next week. You're going to be doing a lot of stuff, obviously, throughout the week. But most importantly, Thursday night, draft night. I am an unabashed fan of our coverage of the NFL Network. I know I'm very biased, but I know we're doing crossover stuff with ESPN. I beg of every listener, put on NFL Network. Night one, night two, and then when you and I join forces, the special day three, when we're on the table together. Some of my favorite moments. I know I know what you just said, and uh, I, I agree with you, except for one thing I will dispute. You said my favorite thing is, is Thursday night, but my, my favorite thing is not Thursday night. Talk about Saturday my night, pal. Thing, Talk about it. My, what is... my favorite thing is Sunday night, or no, Saturday, Saturday night, night, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday night, me and Shregs, I'm holding up a picture right now. You're listening. You don't know what I'm doing. Uh, it's a picture of me and Shregs having a nice romantic dinner at the Bellagio next to the window with the fountain. We got a reservation at a hotel last last year at 5.30 Saturday after the draft, and it was at a restaurant that I want to say was in the Bellagio, overlooking the mm-hmm. fountains, and a man came by and said, I will take your photograph, because it was so romantic, they thought we were a couple, I will take your photograph, and you guys will, will put it in one of these sleeves, and you can have the photograph and all this stuff, and I go, yeah, do it, do it. And then the guy charged me $58 for said photograph. <laughs> We split it. We split it. We split it. And guess what's in my dressing room right now at Good Morning Football? There's literally like an, an NFL almanac. There is a like bag of high chew candy. And then there is that picture. Nice. I don't have any pictures of my family. I have that picture of you and I at the Bellagio overlooking the fountains. Um, and guess what? I can't wait to see what, what and, you have cooked up for us this year. I can't wait. Annual tradition. We have said we've done this. We did this. I started in Nashville. And you and I both agree. And it's almost like our... The feeling of when the draft is done, it feels like there's a 7,000-pound gorilla that is just off your shoulders, and you and I treat ourselves to a steak, a piece of fish, whatever it is. We enjoy each other's company that Saturday night. Yeah, that's on. Uh, Again, it's one of my favorite days of the year. I can't wait for the draft. Can't wait to be with you, buddy. We're going to have a blast. And I think this exercise proved that none of us really have any idea what's going to happen in this thing. Buckle up and uh, enjoy the ride. I'm just hoping for a lot of trades. So my mock draft, I have an excuse when it's all wrong on Thursday. That's (laughs) it. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah at Move the Sticks, my favorite draft analyst and one of my favorite people that uh, we work with here at the NFL Network. And just in general, just awesome dude. And Aaron, I'm going to let you uh, sign us off here with the music because this was it. Mock draft. What's up, Doc? Can we mock? Everyone, watch the NFL draft coverage next week on NFL Network. DJ, thank you, bro. Thank you, buddy. The Season with Peter Schrager is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. 
and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.